Hi, this is Carrie Mitchum. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond with your host, Stephen Brittingham. Enjoy the show. Hi, friends and listeners. This is host Stephen Brittingham. Do you happen to have a question or a comment for me? Or perhaps you feel that you might make an interesting guest here on Hollywood and Beyond. Whatever your reason may be, please feel free to contact me anytime directly at the show's official email address. That would be Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. That is Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you soon. You can receive all the latest episodes of Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittingham delivered to your favorite listening device by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or whatever happens to be your favorite podcast listening service. Don't miss out. Tune in. And now, your host, actor and writer, Stephen Brittingham. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond Podcast, everyone. I am your host, Stephen Brittingham, coming to you from the Queen City, here in Cincinnati. For those of you who are unaware, I once trained and worked as an actor in North Carolina, New York City, here at home in Cincinnati, and in Hollywood. Perhaps you, too, might enjoy movies or television shows from the days of classic Hollywood. My extra special guest is a lady from the golden age of Hollywood, a career that has spanned over eight decades. Her leading men include cinema icons such as Burt Lancaster, Cary Grant, John Wayne, and Fred Astaire, just to name a few. And she also happens to have received an Academy Award nomination for 1952's Comeback Little Sheba in the Best Supporting Actress category. I was thrilled at an opportunity to interview her. Actress Terry Moore is here. There is a twist, though, to this interview. Have you ever had a wonderful opportunity only to have a challenging roadblock before you? This was indeed my dilemma. For Terry Moore now prefers to have interviews conducted in person. Very understandable, for this is much more comfortable for her. However, I reside here in Cincinnati while Terry is back in Los Angeles. I refuse to throw in the towel. Enter British actress Isabella Blake Thomas, currently seen in Secret Society of Second Born Royals on Disney+. This talented young lady agreed to take my questions directly to Terry and record her answers. Isabella literally saved the day. I am so grateful to her. The result is an engaging and super enjoyable listening experience. And you will hear Isabella as well. And now, 
How about we have a listen as Isabella Blake Thomas asks Terry Moore my questions. Everything from her early years, some of her leading men, 1949's Mighty Joe Young, and even her relationship with Howard Hughes are discussed. I will return at the conclusion. Here we go. Thank you for visiting me today on Hollywood and Beyond. I'm both honoured and grateful to learn more about your amazing and memorable career that spans decades from classic Hollywood to today. Where are you from, Terry? Where am I from? I am from Glendale, California. I'm a California girl. What did you enjoy doing for fun while growing up? Is there an activity that you enjoyed doing it during your childhood in particular? I love going horseback riding and making movies. Did you enjoy watching movies at an early age? Oh, yes. It was my life. I started at 10 years old. What can you share with us about your parents and family? I had the greatest parents in the whole world. I miss them terribly. Yeah. And how supportive were they about you starting in the industry? They were everything. I could have never done anything without them. What was your very first role or experience on a film or television set as an actress? Television? Film or television. Oh, film. I, there wasn't any television then. It was 1940, and I made a movie called Maryland, the state of Maryland, and I played Brenda Joyce as a child. When I grow up as Brenda Joyce, I'd marry John Payne, and I had to ride bareback standing up in that with Walter Brennan as my grandfather, and I had to go out and learn to do that, and from then on, I just loved horses. Oh, wow, and what was your first? Did you ever do TV? Not till it came out. There was no TV then. And what was your first television show? Well, one of the first ones was Batman. I did a three-parter, and they, it was the only three-parter. They cut them together and made it a full-length movie. Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Was becoming an actress something you knew you wanted to continue doing, even at a young age? Always. That's all I ever wanted to be was an actress. Really? And what was the thing that made you want to be an actress? I think I always saw films, and when I would go back to Utah, my cousins would have me dance for the kids and say I was a movie star and collect money. <laughs> really? Yes. Did you take acting classes as to studio or have any training during your early years in Hollywood? At that time, was most training for actors conducted inside the movie studios? Yes, I did, and it was wonderful. I, I mean, when I was at Columbia, I worked with Natasha Lightess, who later then Marilyn came in, and she studied with her, too, and we did scenes together, Marilyn Monroe and myself. Oh, my goodness. How did your family feel about your involvement with acting as the years went by? Oh, they loved it. They were so proud of me. I mean, it was acting was really marvelous. Is it true that you once worked in radio during the 40s? Oh, yes, it was. That's when I had braces on my teeth and couldn't make movies, so I did radio. And I had five steady radio shows a week. I didn't know you did radio or had braces. I <laughs> had braces. Did you? Oh, did. your teeth are beautiful. Why, thank you. Early in your career, you had various names before choosing Terry Moore. Is there a story behind your search for the perfect name that best suited you? Well, I was born Helen Coford, and then we shortened it 
it to Ford, and my first uh, grown-up movie where I got my first kiss was from Glenn Ford, and Harry Cohen said, we can't have two Fords in one movie, and so he turned to my mother, and he said, what's your maiden name? And she said, Cole Ford, uh, Big Moore. And he said, that's too long, we'll just take the more. And he said, everybody thinks you are a Terry, which was my name in the movie, and there was no girl's name, Terry. So I took the name Terry, and then my mother's half of her maiden name, Moore. You were a part of an era during classic Hollywood where studios signed actors to long-term contracts. Is there anything you can share about landing a long-term contract with Columbia Pictures? Well, I had a seven-year contract with Columbia, a seven-year contract with 20th Century Fox, and before either of those, a seven-year contract with Eagle Lion. Wow, that's amazing. Columbia permitted RKO to borrow you for Mighty Joe Young in 1949. What stories can you share about appearing in Mighty Joe Young? Were you excited to be in this type of movie? I didn't know it was so wonderful until I saw it. I just loved it. I loved every person I worked with on that movie. And how I got it is the director said, let me see you run. And I ran all the way to the end of the lot and back. And he said, you've got the role. Really? Uh Uh-huh. And what was that inspired by, do you think? Uh, by running? Mm-hmm. I love to run. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have worked with some of Hollywood's most talented and iconic actors and directors. I would like to ask you about a few of them in particular. In 1955, you worked with one of Hollywood's most talented dancers in film, Fred Astaire. What was it like working with Fred and what are your thoughts on his contributions to dance in film? Oh, I loved him. He just remained my friend forever. Every Christmas he sent me a Christmas tree and he helped me with my dancing so much. He remained a friend till the day he died. You were nominated for an Academy Award for your performance in 1952's Comeback Little Sheba. What was it like working with Burt Lancaster? How did you feel being nominated for an Oscar? I was so unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. And I loved, I loved Bert. He was so good to me. How did you feel being nominated for an Oscar? I was just (laughs) overwhelmed. I was thrilled to death. Did you attend the Oscars a lot over the years? What was it like attending the Oscars during the classic Hollywood years? Oh, it was wonderful. I usually went with Robert Wagner. We, We made the first Cinemascope movie together and I think the third one together. And we still talk to each other nearly every day. There are so many iconic actors and actresses you worked with during your career. I would like to ask you your memories of John Wayne and Mickey Rooney. And what are your memories of actor Sal Mineo? Oh, well, of course, John Wayne Duke was just my favorite of all and remained my friend for my lifetime friend. And Sal Minnie was adorable. He was so cute. <laughs> I remember his telling me, he was trying to impress me because I was older than he was, that uh, he was a real man. And that uh, girls, he lived next door to Elvis Presley and, and girls would come to him to get satisfied. <laughs> and what about Mickey Rooney? Mickey Rooney was so talented. I mean, between scenes, he would run off and write a song. Or, you know, or, or invent a dance. I mean, this boy was just nothing but talent. Oh, wow. And I started two movies with Mickey. Oh, wow. Look at you. Mm-hmm. 
I have mentioned several leading men you have worked with. Which ladies from classic Hollywood did you enjoy working with? Lady or men? Ladies. Oh. I enjoyed working with the men. And I would say Tyrone Power. Tyrone Power? Mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite woman to, di- to work with? I don't remember favorite women. I always liked men. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a director you especially enjoyed oh, working yes. with? Oh, yes. Elia Kazan, who directed me in Man on a Tightrope. And he was probably the greatest director who ever lived. Yeah, and he directed all of, uh, of um, oh, the, the great playwright, uh, I'll, I'll have the name, mm-hmm. uh, who wrote so many plays that he directed everything he ever wrote. And what do you think made him so talented of a director? Well, he was from uh, the actor's studio. He was one of the formers of it. And he, he taught acting. He, he was an actor himself. And he was just so great. No, nobody was ever like him. What can you share with us about your relationship with Howard Hughes? That was the love of my life, my first love. Yeah. First time I ever fell deeply in love. And how long were you together? Eight and a half years. Wow. What type of man was Howard Hughes, or how would you best describe him? Or how was he what? How would you best describe him? Well, he was the first man to fly around the world. And he was adventuresome. He was a fly boy, a fly man. And he taught me how to fly. And I just thought that was all so romantic. I love that. Is it true you and Howard were married at sea by a ship captain back in 1949? Yes, it is. If yes, why did the courts refuse to honor the ceremony? They finally did. They did? Yes. I didn't know that. What year did that happen? Oh, God, I think it was around 1956. Wow. Your accomplishments in television are as impressive as it is in film. Is there a guest role or two that has extra special meaning for you or that you enjoyed very much? I think it was still the Batman. I loved doing that. I loved uh, Adam West. Mm -hmm. We remained friends right up to the time he died. And what was your favorite part about being in the Batman series? Well, I did so many parts. I was always in disguise. Really? Uh-huh. That's amazing. During the Korean War, you assisted in entertaining the troops. What can you share about this experience with us? Is it true you were the number one pinup during that war? Yes, I was. And I think probably the most thrilling time, more than making movies or anything, was entertaining troops. Really? The, the American Soldier. What was your number one go-to when performing? Go-to? Like, did you perform a song? Was it a monologue? What did you perform? I I performed uh, performed singing and dancing. And I always ended with give me a little kiss where I brought up a a soldier and gave him a kiss at the end. Oh, I love that. Going back to World War II, what was Hollywood like during those years? Well... So many men went off to war. For instance, Tyrone Power, he was a Marine and he shot down more Nazi planes than any other Marine. And uh, Glenn Ford was a big war hero too. Amazing. And I lost so many boys from ahead of me in high school in that war. Really? Mm-hmm. You have worked with some of the best You have worked with some of the best that Hollywood has to offer. What made the great 
actors extra good. Was there a common theme you noticed that these actors took such preparation or approach to their work? Well, probably the best actor I ever worked with was Frederick March, and he did a lot of Broadway. And he studied, and he worked to the day he died. He earned every... He lived every part he ever did, and he earned every credit he ever had. Is there any actor, actress, director, or writer that I've not mentioned that you wish to bring up or share a story about? Well, I just, I guess I just worship Kazan, and I just bring him up all the time. <laughs> what was your most challenging or difficult role you had? Mm, probably come back, little Sheba. Yeah. And why is that? Well, I had a director who was very hard on me, and he was uh, in, raised the same way that Kazan was. Kazan treated everything with kindness, and he was very rough. And uh, he'd say, don't, t- don't touch it, but feel it. Don't uh, uh, look at it, but see it. Uh, don't, uh, you know, all of that. And it did t- teach me a lot, but it was hard on me, too. Makes sense. You gave a heartfelt and touching performance in director Elizabeth Blake Thomas's Evie Rose. You also had wonderful chemistry with the talented Isabella Blake Thomas. What can you share with us about appearing in the film? Because I loved Isabella so much, and I still do. I will for life. I really feel more like Millie than Terry Moore. Evie Rose. I love you. (laughs) Looking back on your career, what did you like the most about being an actress? Being an actress. Mm -hmm. Yes, being an actress is what I like the most of it. Meeting people, working with people, meeting all the stars I did, getting the travel and getting to to, uh, entertain troops. I loved all that. I loved people. By chance, do you have any stories or memories or comments about Judy Garland and Clark Gable? Well, Clark Gable... My mother and I were walking outside of MGM and Clark Gable came walking towards us in his World War II uniform and mother said, there's Clark Gable. And she was used to my just saying, you know, there's Lucille Ball. I, you know, I just acknowledged it. That was it. And she said, I looked up and I fainted. Dead away. I mean, he was so gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> How about Judy Garland? Judy, I'd see a lot. I just loved her. I, of course, you know, I saw Wizard of Oz over and over, and, and I, I saw Judy right up to the time she died. Really? Uh-huh. And what was she like as a person? Oh, she was adorable. She was so dear and wonderful. I loved her. Oh. I loved her so much. Is there anything you wish to add or say that I've not brought up? No. I think you've done a great job. Covered everything. Uh And then he says, Terry, thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time. One of my highest honours. You certainly were one of the classic Hollywood, most talented and beautiful ladies. Much love and respect to you always. Stephen Brittingham. Oh, thank you. There you go, friends and listeners. I hope you enjoyed listening to Terry Moore answer my questions with the assistance of Isabella Blake Thomas. Once again, my thanks and gratitude goes out to Isabella. Now there is a young lady I can't think highly enough of. Before I go, I thought I would also add the following, because it seems pertinent to do so. 
Isabella and Terry actually worked together recently in a film together titled Evie Rose, which also happens to be directed by Isabella Mum, as she would say, British filmmaker Elizabeth Blake Thomas, a lady I also think so highly of, who returned to the podcast to share the behind-the-scenes stories of making Evie Rose. The film was actually based on a true story starring her daughter Isabella and Hollywood icon Terry Moore. This is Stephen Brittingham. I'll catch you on the next episode of Hollywood and Beyond. Hollywood and Beyond podcast is produced, edited, and hosted by Stephen Brittingham. Thank you for listening.